Wolf FM introduced a groundbreaking podcast, Sincere Voices of Victims, in 2023, hosted by Wolf FM Radio News Director Deborah Pearson and produced by Wolf FM Morning Show host Derek Johnson. So, did he put the knife to your neck or? He had it right in front of my face. Using our podcast platform, listeners hear the voices that often go unheard the victims of crime, abuse, and injustice. I just couldn't believe that they would kill their friends. One of the suspects claimed to be Brittany's friend. I really just sat there and watched my best friend die right in front of me. But police say she was no friend at all. Instead, she was one of their suspects in the murder plot. Each episode features in-depth interviews with local survivors, giving them the opportunity to share their stories, their struggles, and their journeys toward healing. The sounds of gunfire echo through the night shattering lives and tearing apart families in an instant. These kids are just walking around killing people, and it's not right. Behind the statistics are real people left behind to pick up the pieces. Their stories often go untold, their voices unheard. Until now. All these people that did this need to be held accountable for what they did. What they did was wrong. They made the choice and they need to pay the consequences. Welcome to Sincere Voices of Victims, a podcast giving voice to those impacted by senseless violence in the wiregrass. I'm your host, Deborah Pearson. You raise your child the best way you can to know right from wrong. And for the instance with my son, to take him while he's asleep in his bed, you didn't even give him a fair chance. On this podcast, we share stories of mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, friends and neighbors who have lost loved ones to violent crime. They invite us into their homes and their hearts to share memories of the lives cut too short, the dreams that will never be realized, the justice denied. And myself and these parents, I know they hurt. Even though we all done lost our kids to gun violence, everybody grieved differently. My heart just pours out for Miss Tracy. Just stand there and watch your child life protected. To have to listen to Miss Priscilla about them showing her the crime scene photos of her daughter. It is raw, it is real, and it demands to be heard. Join us as we lift up sincere voices of victims, share their stories of loss and redemption, and work to build a more just and compassionate community for all. The time of silence is over. The voices of victims will be heard. Um, my name is Luana McClendon. Um, my son's name was Sincere Tyson. Um, I organized this today and reached out to some of the parents that has lost their kids to gun violence to let them know they're not alone. Unfortunately, we have been placed in this group of mourning parents by the acts of someone else. Senseless gun violence, it has to stop. This of protecting people and not want to be labeled a snitch and all that, that's got to stop. Because if it was your son or daughter, you would want to answer. All we want is legal justice, and we want justice for our kids. 59 days after his alleged murder, authorities arrested 20-year-old Solomon Cooper of Climax, Georgia. Then Zykeria Russ was arrested. Both have been denied youthful offender status. 
On December 8th, Dothan investigators listed Cooper as a person of interest, and after a continued investigation, he was charged with one count of capital murder burglary in the first degree. In November of 2021, Cooper was taken into custody in Muskogee County, Georgia, on a separate charge. Also in December of 2021, Zykira Markeisha Russ was named as the second suspect in Tyson's murder and was taken into custody by federal agents in Bainbridge, Georgia. Russ was also denied youthful offender status in March of 2023. A third suspect still has not been named. But what myself and the rest of these mothers want people to know, we're real parents and we're hurting. And it's not fair. Luana says she's not the only mother who's frustrated. It's not fair that we got to be around each other because of this. I wish it way I could have reached out to these ladies, these mothers and fathers on a, on a more positive note. This hand that was dealt to us wasn't our choice. Somebody else made that choice. For me, when it comes to my son, sincere, I'm not going to stop till everybody's brought to justice. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to hush. So you might want to get to know who I am because I'm not going to stop. It makes no sense for us to have to bury our kids. It's not fair. And it's not right. You raise your child the best way you can to know right from wrong. And for the instance with my son, to take him while he's asleep in his bed, you didn't even give him a fair chance. And myself and these parents, I know they hurt. Even though we all done lost our kids to gun violence, everybody grieved differently. My heart just pours out for Miss Tracy to stand there and watch her child life be taken. To have to listen to Miss Priscilla about them showing her the crime scene photos of her daughter. This is real life for us. And everybody need to be held accountable for what they did. Sincere Tyson was shot while resting in bed after spending a day with family. One particular family member, his young four-year-old niece, had been looking forward to seeing her Uncle Bubba at her birthday gathering. October 9th was a, was a really pretty day. Um, we came down here and met his only niece birthday party. And she had told him the Wednesday before, she said, Uncle Bubba, if you don't come, then you're going to fight. Now, she just turned four on that Saturday. We had been down here and, you know, just enjoying the birthday party and him clowning and cutting up in his usual self. We had went to Makata that night, and I tried to get him to go for my grandbaby's mother's birthday. Her day birthday's right there together, and he said, no, Mom, I'm just too tired. I just want to lay down a little bit. He said, it's been a rough week. So we sitting at Makata. And at 9.22, my phone rang, it was his roommate. And when I looked down at it, I knew something was wrong. So then I, I got up, answered the phone. His roommate said that, um, I just got the phone call, the police is at the house. They said somebody tried to break in and they then took Sear to the hospital. But I don't know how he's doing. Luana said the bullet went through his liver, hit the main artery to his heart and lodged in his spine. By the time she arrived at the hospital, her son's condition was critical and declining. It seemed like it took us forever to get from a car to the medical center. It seemed like it was a three-day drive. They came and got me and my oldest son, took us in the family room, and they told us that, um, that you know, it wasn't looking good. 
and wait on the doctor coming out. My oldest son, Giovanni, he has Crohn's disease. And so stress really throws him for a loop. And he got so sick that I had to get him out of there and then bring my mom in with me. And we sat in there and began to pray. I mean, pray like nobody business. And I was just telling God, you know, you gave these kids to me. You blessed my life with them. Please don't take them away. It was so many people out there in that parking lot when we came out. I couldn't walk. I could hardly speak. They took me and my husband up there to see my son. Because I told him I just want to touch his body while it's still warm. That's all I want to do. They get ready to take us up there and they explain to me where he got tubes and stuff in him. But you can't touch him because his body is not evidence. When we get up there and go in the room where my son was at, my husband helped me stand up. My, my son had a dry tear out of his left eye. But I couldn't touch him. I couldn't touch him at all because his body was evident. And they cheated me of that. And for what? I don't know for what. Because if they wanted anything, somebody would, if he was awake, could they shot him while he laid in his bed. Didn't even give him a chance to defend himself. That's a coward move for me. It was just, just a coward because, why? Because you know his size, for one, being 6'3", he's a big boy. But you know for a fact, he'd probably talk to y'all even hurt him. He probably would have said, you don't have to do this. And he probably would have said, if you need anything, here you go, let's go get it for Sincere used his mother's advice as a teenager to help a friend make it through the night. You told me that he saved someone else's life right before. Yeah, it was a um, young lady. She had went in, she had reached, I mean, all kind of people been hit me up on Messenger. And she told me, she said, Miss Luana, um, your son saved my life one night. I was like, what you mean? She said, I went in Walmart to get a legal pad to write my suicide note for my mom. She said, when I turned the corner, I saw him. And he at, looked at me and said, what was going on? He said, when she started to explain to me, he said, well, my mom always said, all we gotta do is make it to daylight and everything will be okay. She said they sat in the car and he talked with her until the sun came up. And so he listened to her. And he said, see, we made it to daylight, so everything gonna be okay. 